one. Hey, everybody, it's Timmy Gibson here for the special monthly episode of Peckers. I'll let you put that together and decide what that means. Four dudes, some whiskey, and we can't have cigars. My apartment complex doesn't allow for that. But anyway, uh, I'm the host, of course, of the Timmy Gibson Show, and I've invited three of my buddies here today. <laughs> to talk about uh, censorship and the First Amendment and GameStop and the Chiefs. We're going to have a great discussion. So we're going to start with Luke. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Luke. Hey, everyone. My name is Luke Winger. I met Timmy Gibson. I'm actually part of his Mercy community thing. That's how I met him so you guys are so careful not to call it a church. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and when I do, I go, ah, take that back. <laughs> like, I'm going to church. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've known him like what a week now. That's right. Yeah, about so, a week. <laughs> oh, really? And so like, wow. Actually, a little more than that. Okay, about yeah. a month. But but anyway, like he left his door unlocked. And I just like wandered in, and he'll just let <laughs> anyone talk. So yeah, it's great to be here. So, Thanks what for was having your name me. again? Thanks for coming. Interesting. Lance, okay. My co-host, Lance yeah, Strickland. La yeah, Lance Strickland, co-host of the Timmy Gibson Show. <laughs> Timmy taking me under his wing and making me popular in this city. I just hope I have as much street cred as Timmy Gibson does one day in this city. You know what I'm saying? I will have the key to this city. Riding on the shoulders of Timmy Gibson. That's my goal. That's why I come down here every Monday. Oh, my God. Oh, and I'm Steve still. I think Timmy forgot to remove me from the group, maybe. But <laughs> I'm here again. Uh, yeah, I was with the first four Packers, and now we're doing it monthly, so mm -hmm. we're back. Yeah, Steve's known what affectionately known as i've had i forgot to tell you this steve several people said who's the funny guy the guy's like, <laughs> like right. that was steve yeah and like well his voice is kind of like that's steve his his voice is kind of scratchy but one person goes yeah i was listening to one of your episodes it was really good but somebody's mic wasn't working i was like that was steve's <laughs> <laughs> if something's gonna break i'm gonna be sitting next to it yeah <laughs> talking about censorship here that's exactly <laughs> right which is the topic so guys make sure the mics are right up to your mouth um so yeah let's talk about the first amendment i know this has become quite a topic um i think it I know, well i don't know where it started but when i think of you know twitter canceling you know the president of the united states and then of course the president a former president was then booted off of Facebook. And I, someone told me that the Ayatollah Khomeini is still on Twitter. And yet at that time, the president of the United States was removed. I'm like, mm. that seems fucked up. Mm. Like something about that seems wrong. And, and it's God. almost like we're losing free speech. Like, it, and I know there's a big debate there. So, I mean, I, I'd like to talk about this because for me, it's like, if you want to say that you were captured by aliens and probed anally, you should have the freedom to say that. I even believe, as crazy as it is, that people, that if they want to say that the earth is flat, fine. You can be a moron and <laughs> believe that if you want to. But in other words, you should, we live in a free country. You should be able to, to sure. do that. So what's this? What's the what's going on? Like, what is this? Is this a big conspiracy theory? Is, is it QAnon for real? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think for me, I'll, I'll throw my voice in on this. I think for me, it you know, being a, you know, suburban living, uh, you know, person in Lenexa, white, you know, not running into too many problems. I, I don't post a lot on social media. And so, you know, with the, the GME thing this week, uh, I got in on that and, and, 
and it was the first time that I could empathize with some of those that had been silenced through, you know, a, a parallel, uh, you know, domain over here in investing. Obviously, those are completely different than, you know, what the president and them and, and others were saying that, uh, you know, the, the right wing type of people, the advocates. But, you know, it 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 was interesting to me to see the GMA community and how they banded together and were ready to take on Wall Street and these big hedge funds. And, you know, I kind of got caught up in it. I was, you know, it it got me up early in the morning. And the first thing I did was had to get on Wall Street bets. Like, what are we doing today, guys? You know, and it made me think, you know, like this is probably the, the, these people that, sur- you know, surged the capital a few weeks. They probably did the same thing, right? right? They band together in these websites and they're and you get caught up in it. And, you know, these guys on the GME Wall Street bets were like, this is bigger than just making money. This is us taking this is a revolution, you know, and. And I didn't get so much caught up in that part of it, but I could see where all the stories that are being, you know, put out on that thread are all around how we've had it taken to us by these hedge funds forever. It's our time to get back. They've manipulated the market. It's our, you know, now we've got some power. We're going to take, you know, and I can see. And then when Robin Hood and them, you know, the other platforms kind of shut things down, I was like, this is similar to censorship, you know? So I started making these parallels and it just it allowed me to empathize more with some of these other groups that that their voice quote unquote has been taken from them because I'd never ex- experienced that before in, the, in in my life. Right. And just for clarification, in case you're listening to this, going, "Gee, what's what's that?" It, it's GameStop. It's the store that sells games. And I can't really explain. If you want to tr- give just a quick little shot of what was happening with the GameStop. gamma squeeze. Yeah. The, gamma <laughs> squeeze, the short squeeze. squeeze like, Steve. What was going on? Yeah. Like, and it started yeah. a couple of years ago. So Steve, give us yeah. a little bit of a understanding of what GameStop and GME and all that wall street bet stuff is. Yeah. Uh, GameStop was shorted over a hundred percent of the available shares, um, which, you know, kind of justifiably. So they've been doing horribly the last five, 10 since uh, as long as I can remember, kind of like a blockbuster. They were on the way down. You know, but some people noticed that they had a really high short interest and said, it's perfect for a squeeze, you know, and you know, we've been taught, we've, we've heard talk about squeezing GameStop for a couple of years. That's the first thing people need to realize. This is the uh, culminating act of a play that's been in play off and on for a couple of years. But it really started getting momentum, oh, I'd say September or October, you know, uh, after the COVID crash, a lot of people were able to pick up some of the float really cheap. And, you know, it's ran and, you know, it's ran up because uh, for those of you who haven't read 17 articles about what's going on with GameStop, basically, when you have a short squeeze, you've borrowed a share and you've sold it and you have to buy it later to close the position which is great if it goes all the way down to nothing because then you buy it for nothing and you make money. But if a bunch of people buy those shares and don't want to sell them to you, you got to pay what they ask. And so the price got squeezed. It went all the way to 450, 480. I think it, yeah. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. It was yeah. like 4, yeah. 4, 480, I want to say. Yeah. But, and uh, yeah, that's, that's up from $2. I mean, that's, it, it was a, huge move a lot of millionaires were made including a, of, a friend of yours yeah, a personal yeah. friend of yours yeah no guy i know turned thirty eight thousand into 5.3 million doing a, call, a vertical call spread but uh you know unfortunately they seem to have gotten a lot of momentum of yeah the it's been boring kind and yes we've decided a, a lot of people 
have decided they're going to hold it for forever and lose all their money to stick it to the hedge funds. <laughs> you know, um, everyone else at it's this like, table. I'm trying to fuck money you, but right. I'm getting <laughs> fucked in the process. All right. That's right. That's right. In my three days of trading, this has been the <laughs> craziest experience. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I gotta say I've, I've, I've been around markets since I was like 18 years old. You know, I mean, I'm not a professional by any means, but this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. You know, I mean, mm. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a play that I was mm. playing, you know, yeah. all over Facebook, all over, you know. It'll be right? history. This will go down in the history books, right? Yeah. But, you know, I'm, what I'm worried about is a lot of the people who are real excited, and I think this is how it gets with, you know, the QAnon and the uh -huh. Trumpers and all that. A lot of the people that are real excited and getting fanatical about it showed up in the last two weeks, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, and honestly, they're going to hold on. They're going to hold on with diamond hands. And the question is, is this going to go into the history books as they made off like bandits? Or is this going to go in the history books of a bunch of people got wiped out because, mm. you know, instead of making money, they made a point, you know, uh, mm. see that. So like going back to what Lance said, it's almost like people that are going for the revolution part of it rather than the money part of it. Cause that's, I'm in it for the money. I mean, I, like I, money. I literally, right. yeah. Like I just wanted to make a little money and I wanted to play the game and kind of mm -hmm. start understanding trading better. But you did get caught in the hype. I mean, everybody. I did. Yeah. Money. And I had, I like, mm -hmm. I had some shares and of course I got in really, really good. And then, and then, then we got scared and, and so got we pulled out and I pulled then out we got back in and then the price was higher. <laughs> yeah. I and don't know I what was the, up with you too, I man. Did the, <laughs> I did the famous, I chased it up right. and I was like, I don't want to miss out. <laughs> and I jumped back in and, and of course now I'm, I'm yeah, you two were playing deal or no deal all week. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was funny as even Steve today goes, Timmy, it's okay. I mean, you don't, you don't you, like, what do you say? You're all worked up about your big one share. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, it's a nice way of saying, shut the fuck up, Timmy. Oh, no, it's my $50. I'm like, fine, I'm pulling my share out and crashing the market. L luckily, a South Korean fund did that for you. That's right. <laughs> was that yeah. the one who? Yeah. yeah. That's the, oh, is that the why it's dropping now after hours? It like fucking cratered. Well, a fund, a fund clearance a billion dollars of oh, shares the last few days quietly. <laughs> 3.3 million, you know. Well I, think, well, I think what's really interesting, like as far as like the censorship thing goes, is that all these redditors or whatever, they're playing by the market's rules. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the, the exact same game that the hedge funds are right. oh, using. Yeah, the goalposts right. have gotten moved now, right? Right. And so, like when Robinhood stopped allow, allow, allowing people yeah. to trade socks, that's like, oh, they're trying to change the rules just because exactly. someone else is winning now. Exactly. Like, I don't. I don't know, like the whole story or whatever. Right. Why Robin Hood did right. what they did, but I can definitely see why people would think that. Yeah. Well, but, I think yeah, I think they're right. What the reason they really did it maybe is a little unknown or uncertain. Oh, but there are certain crowds that think well, they know why, and other yeah. crowds, you know, there's cons conspiracy yeah. part of it. Yeah. And, you know. Well, you know, the thing is, they the problem is they ran into liquidity issues with their mm. clearinghouses. And so they couldn't put up the collateral to support change, exchanging the GameStop still, especially as it went up. But they did a horrible job of explaining it right. to us. But why did all the other brokers? I mean, that makes sense to me with Robinhood, but there was three or four other ones that shut it down as well. Did they have the same issue? Yeah, yeah. But Fidelity okay. and Vanguard are the first and third largest shareholders of GameStop, okay. so they could just self-clear with their own shares. Oh, oh right. But yeah. but Robinhood, those banks had to buy 
shares to back it or something on the backside? Yeah, well, usually, usually when a transaction goes to the clearinghouse, the broker has to post like one to two percent collateral mm. because you know, in case something goes wrong, and stuff usually does not. That's why it's so low. But when this instance of GameStop and the other shares that were going up parabolically, the uh, clearinghouses all of a sudden said you need to post 100% collateral. Uh. So every share that was getting bought on Robinhood, they were having to post at that time $400. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Shit. Wow. Yeah. But okay. instead of explaining that to us in an email that would have pissed us off, you know, they just said that, you know, due to volatility, like they're trying to protect us. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there, I'm like, wait, I can't buy long shares on your platform. I can buy Dogecoin. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Which I didn't but, end up doing. Did you get into no. that? Dogecoin? You just aim, aim, and aim, dude. You got yeah. aim, ready, aim, fire. <laughs> Those, right? if you I was ready. They're not even out of penny. They're not even out of penny yet. financial advice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, we are not giving you financial <laughs> advice. This, we're, we're fucking talking shit. Right. Uh, I made money out of it, but I'm out. I, I have no <laughs> idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's it is a wild thing, especially. I can see how you can take any kind of a situation, you know, the Reddit situation with the GameStop GME, um, you know, the censorship of Facebook, the censorship of of certain videos. You know, there's there's several people that I've watched um, online. You know, so I've then seen all of a sudden their video is says removed, and you're like, why the fuck was that mm. video removed? Uh, you know. Uh, whatever not just like a warning but like they removed it because it was a a video that was saying masks don't work right and it was a doctor who was that did the video but they took it down it's like why the fuck can't you have a doctor come on there and say you know whatever or i mean you know the master one thing i've read different posts about you know vitamins you pee out all vitamins. They literally do nothing for you. That I mean, I've heard that. Right. Other people say vitamins work. Right. Well, who's right? What, like, you know, I don't know. I, I find censorship. It's like, why can you do a video on, you know, well, wearing cent- a mask, but you can't do one on not wearing Censorship one. seems to have to line up to some degree, and maybe this is a good thing, to the... Um, the, the mass... What am I trying to say? My words aren't coming to me. The Just the... the 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 what's the word i'm looking for um just what the masses think at that point and i don't mean i mean the common narrative the common narrative <laughs> right i mean yeah that's the better way of saying it i mean it, it can't deviate so much from the common narrative that it's it seemed to be detrimental to what the goals or objectives are of this the larger society at the time i mean if it's to you know quell the virus and and we're trying to, you know, implement mask wearing as a measure alongside social distancing and washing our hands and everything else. And then you have someone that comes in and says, that's not true. It's, you know, that's the, it's the antithesis, right? And, and, and a counter position to what they're trying to do. And so it could be detrimental to the overall goal. But, you know, you and I, Timmy, were talking about this over the phone. I, I always use the example of the doctor way back, I don't know, eight way, way back. I mean, and, you know, they, they, they realized that, uh, you know, fetuses were dying because of bacteria. And at the time they were like, that's impossible because bacteria doesn't get transmitted like through your hands or something. And this doctor was saying, you need to wash your, we need to wash your hands. This is the problem. And they were like, they locked him up and they, you know, said the guy was crazy. And then, you know, after he died and went through all this pain and, 
And, um, you know, he, they, it came out that that was how bacteria was, you know, being transmitted through the hands. So they wash their hands now. And then, you know, the, the life expectancy at that time went up considerably, you know. So, again, he was the lone voice. Right. And he was right. But and then I use this analogy to you. I said, you know, the, the guy, the, the first person through the, the door is the one that always gets shot. Right. And that's right. him. Right. I mean, so unfortunately, you're going to have people that maybe this doctor that's saying, you know, mask wearing, you know, whether it's a made up right. example or not. But he's that was is maybe he's right. But since the masses at that time or this time are saying, no, it provides some benefit. Unfortunately, he's going to have to be willing to get he's shot. The first one he's the, the one through the door. And I, and I wondered this, too. And I, and I kind of can speaking. understand. Right. I can understand a little bit the concept of people believing that the earth is flat outside of being a moron. That that's mm-hmm. not detrimental. I mean, if you believe that, it whatever. Right. Just fine. Right. Uh, just don't go to the edge because right. you could fall off. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or no, you know, the NASA guards shoot you. I heard. Right. Oh. right exactly. <laughs> uh, or you know that that we didn't go to the moon. I mean, right. You can you can believe that, and it's really whatever. You know, it's fine. But not you know not supporting or not believing in the mask. You know, if the masses do believe in it, and and that you know that that if you don't believe that that it actually could be harmful if in fact that it you know that's true right, right. That masks do help you um i could see how that could be detrimental but the problem is and i even heard this on joe rogan but there you know there's no definitive studies that like a seat belt that we all know it's for sure yes you could be locked in your car strapped in and your car catches on fire and you die but that's very rare normally a seat belt protects you and we all know that now and it's fine um but with the mask, you know, there is still no definitive proof. There is no, especially the way people are wearing their bandanas and the mask. And the, I mean, it's like, right. it's a whole different, you know, we're getting into a whole nother realm there when you get into mask work. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing it right and da, 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 and everything, like if, everyone, if everyone does it. So, so for a little bit of background, my background is in molecular biology. So I have a bit of an understanding of Oh, this works one night. Timmy's wrong, isn't he? <laughs> Which is totally fine. I'm going to censor you so hard after this. He's going to shut Turn me up mic. right here. So the thing with masks is that, I mean, they're not like these bulletproof magic suits of armor that'll protect you from getting COVID. Mostly what the point is, is that if you have COVID, it prevents you from spreading it. Because when right. you have a mask, you're not like spraying right. all these particles at everyone. Right. Which, right. Especially at a larger distance, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. So it helps slow the spread. So studies have shown that wearing masks does reduce the risk or the, the transmission of airborne diseases and or diseases spread through like your saliva or whatnot in right. your breath. So when a doctor is saying, don't wear masks, don't wear masks, I can see where like a private company like Facebook would want to take that down and say, mm-hmm. wearing masks is actually saving lives. Let's not stop doing that. Yeah. But I think the major question is like, should a corporation even be allowed to make those calls? Right. Like, well, people? and I think is, yes. is that your main argument? Right. Well, th- that and so, yeah, this is such a good, good thing to talk about because the, the, th- the one thing that I've struggled to understand, maybe you, maybe you can make me make me understand, because what you just said, I understand. So if I have COVID, mm-hmm. wearing a mask would be beneficial for you guys, right? 
But if I don't have COVID, what the fuck am I wearing a mask for? Well, asymptomatic. And that's the key. But then it gets into, okay, I just got tested. I'm negative. But you're still making me wear a fucking mask. I don't have COVID. Well, your test is outdated by the time. Right, exactly. See, I get, yeah. I mean, I... That's I like wear, saying if I could if I could sell my GME Friday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I mean it just gets it, especially when I when I hear, you know, the restaurant is, you know, you have to wear it when you walk in and once you sit down you can take it off. It's like there are now some it, gets, yeah. it doesn't it, 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 in my brain. I'm like and does COVID spread seriously after 10 p.m.? That's when it really becomes active. Like, what what are all these rules and how do they well, really make sense? I think a lot of the problem is is there's been widely inconsistent rollout of restrictions and rules and they have not always followed the ideas of what science would say you know mm. i mean honestly scientifically as far as i understand a four-week lockdown should have killed the shit out of this but then we decided that everybody that makes less than a hundred thousand dollars a year is essential you know mm. and so it didn't stop it you know and then you get some areas where they don't have mask laws even now. I mean, there, there's places you can go now where nobody's wearing a mask. You mean yeah. in the U.S.? Yeah. 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 Right. You know, and then there's some areas that they shut down dining. And there's some areas where they shut down indoor dining, but you could put a tent with no ventilation whatsoever in the parking lot and people can eat in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing is that we've compromised the science to the point now where everybody doubts it. And so when the science, when when they have to change something we all go what the hell you said something different yesterday and the day before and the day before although we change our minds on things all the time but you don't want dr fauci saying that because he's the leading expert you don't need to wear a mask don't worry but then you find out well what he meant was because i'm like and now it's for fuck's sake it's either wear a mask or not wear a mask i know but 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 i'm like but you we get you and i get on this podcast and all the time talk about the pursuit of of truth and being curious yeah. And the fact that it's like, but we want to, we want to hang him, crucify him right. because he moved a position and he said that in the beginning, in right. the beginning, I, but the research came out. So I, you know, I changed, oh, I changed. my position on that right. and then we want to hang him mm-hmm. and that's not fair right. because right. you and I, our biggest, you know, thing that we postulate on a regular basis or posit is be humble Keep moving a position in your thoughts. You ought to be learning. You ought to look back on life and 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 think, you know, what did I need to change my mind on? But yet it is some we don't like it when voices of authority change yeah. their mind on that. And we want to be like, you know what, you're you're what you're saying now isn't valid because you said this before. Right. But we right. don't hold anybody else to the that standard any other time in life. Sure. Well, and I've also wondered with with uh specifically this topic. The one thing that that's also been like disconcerting is, you know, don't don't need a mask. Okay, wear a mask, and then it's like, okay, are we going to change a position? Because how is everything continuing to get worse and more deaths and everything? It's like if masks is locking down and all this is working, then of course the 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 high the the the, the theory is, well, if we didn't do this shit, we'd all die. It's right. like really like so if we didn't lock down if we didn't wear the mask like this would be the end it's just getting old it's like to me it's like this is getting old we just i want to get back to life i'm tired of a lot of this stuff it's just ridiculous you know but if it's legitimately working and we are saving lives great but at what point at what cost 
Right. You know, do, do we just completely destroy the economy to the you know what I mean? Like I yeah. personally have yeah. many friends that have lost everything. Mm. Lost their businesses, lost their restaurant, lost their bar, lost because of these lockdowns. Yeah. Right. I think it's definitely not one extreme or the other. Like, yeah, opening if we never did anything and just let the virus run its course instead of 500,000 people dead, it would be astronomically more than that. And no question. But on the other side, like what you're saying, if you go so far on the other, like fear based side, then I think that will drive even more problems as well. Yeah. Um, so it's like, don't be afraid, so afraid like you're drinking bleach to kill the virus or whatever. <laughs> I heard that works. But don't. But, but wait, yeah. I heard that works. <laughs> yeah, inject yourself with sunshine <laughs> if you need to. I don't know, but like basing everything off of fear, then I don't know, there's nothing good that has ever come out of that as yeah. well. It's just like, just do your best and like have compassion for people who are going through all this work. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like well I'm I mean, I'm working at a clinical diagnostic company and we get a tidal wave of these vaccine COVID samples a day. Like we're we're doing our best, but I even then I'm still sympathetic to all the people like, who've lost their business and like we're trying to get this vaccine out as quickly as we can so people can get back to their own lives and whatnot. Yeah. Um and that you know, that's that's so I've tried so hard to keep a, a balance too. You know, I, I heard it mm. said early on, you know, what, when does the, the cure become worse than the disease? Right. right? You know, um, and we've seen it decimate right. the economy for sure. And, but, you know, I had a conversation with a, with a young lady today um, who contracted uh, COVID, she got COVID and it took her out for four months. Wow. Mm. It got into her brain. Yeah. She said, yeah, it didn't go to my lungs. It went to my brain and she went into nearly a coma. And I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just heard this before the show and I was like, oh shit, (laughs) you know, and and she's like, I hope you don't get it. I said, well, no, I got it. I said, but I was one of those people that I got it and, you know, lost my taste and smell, had a little fever, felt Mm -hmm. tired, you know, and a few days later, yeah, ran its course and I was totally fine. You know, I mean, it was like a bad cold or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I understand, I mean, I've seen enough that I know that it affects different people differently. Uh, but I've tried so hard to be sympathetic of like, you know, like I'm finally to the point now where I, I don't judge people anymore about wearing masks mm-hmm. in their car all by themselves. But you, you can still I, judge us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still go. Those people wore Crocs. <laughs> with, with socks. With socks. It's like wearing a condom when you're not having sex. <laughs> you're safe. You want to be safe. And so, but yeah. So I mean, all this does relate to the censorship thing because, like, what what you said, Luke. Who decides, right? Mm-hmm. Does Ooh. Does Facebook get to decide? Yes. Will yes. you? Yes. Right. When is their business? The thing a lot of people don't realize, and I, I've had to explain this to a lot of people that get pissed off at Facebook and Google and you know, everyone. You Twitter. Know, yeah, Twitter. The First Amendment protects you from the government restraining your right to free speech. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, this is why we brought right. Steve here today. Yeah. Private enterprise can make whatever rules they want. You know? So they can say, I don't want you fucking talking about religion. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If somebody came in came in your front door right now because they didn't <laughs> like what you them. said. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right? Now, 
I got I gotta well, you say invite that. him on your podcast. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> that's right. It's a legislative nightmare, and that's actually one of the big downside risks to like investing in Facebook is at what point do they do become responsible for content on their platform? Ooh. So if someone communicate you know put something on their platform that was bad and it incited and a hate crime maybe oh so there's the, so there's a big so face so all the all these huge social media platforms are walking a really fine line because officially they don't want to have to babysit us all right they, they don't want to be responsible for content on their platform all right and there's laws out there that say that if you're just hosting content and other people are posting it you're not necessarily responsible for what that content is, but there's some case law and some troubling trends that say that maybe there are. I mean, honestly, I think with Twitter and Facebook, some of censoring Donald Trump might have been getting garnering favor with the incoming administration. Yeah, you know? I, and you I know, think that probably is accurate. I mean, I mean, <laughs> however, that being said, though, I think that the president of the United States should be held to a much higher standard than me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, because nobody listens to me except for everybody listening to me right now. But <laughs> this is my like, I will follow time you here. into battle. <laughs> you need to listen to the old podcast to change your mind quick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I mean, so the thing is, you know, the, the question becomes, at what point are these companies protecting their, their interest? which uh, okay. as a company is a very, very valid point. You know, I mean, if, you know, if people were using my company's website to post mm. stuff about, you know, racism and all that stuff, You'd I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't care if I agreed with them or not. I'd fire them, you know? Right. Right. Or they were asking you to build some structure that you knew was going to be uh, used in some malfeasant way you know, terrorists with bombs in it, you'd be like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Steve has a construction. I mean, that brings up a valid point when it, when it, when you talk about censorship, I never really thought about, you know, Facebook, Twitter mm -hmm. being, you know, companies that have something to protect, but then, you know, then there's the parlor story, you know, parlor is for but those Google and Apple have shit to protect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Apple deplatformed uh -huh. them. Right. I mean, and it's like, wait a minute, like, this, what was the reason? Does anyone know? Did they give it? I think they... because all the, you know, all the stuff that Twitter was censoring or Facebook was censoring was allowed on Parler. Yeah. And so I guess they felt that it was harmful. There may or... have been a, I don't know. There may be a significant amount of like hate speech and, and all that going on over there right. as well. You know, I, I don't see if they made a statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious. Rock, right? Yeah. Look that up. Um, he's like the Jeremy of Joe Rogan. He's right, Steve's right. looking it up, checking. Right. He's going to fact check this shit. Yeah, I think that it does bring up a valid point, you know, and it goes even to what we were talking about briefly off uh, mic here is just the cancel culture. You know, you're not, you're not going to cancel me and, as the co-host, are you? No, <laughs> but how, it's okay. like, how do you decide that? Which, yeah, I right. love our conversation just because, you know, you're you and I differ a little bit yeah. on some things and that makes for a great conversation, you know, and uh, you know, but brands I, don't necessarily like that, uh, the chaos yeah. or, or, or d division. And so, well, uh, news needs the, it's almost like they need the, the craziness, you know, there's, I well, feel like only reports craziness. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. think so. not crazy. Right. But, so I, I don't know if you guys know this, actually, you probably don't know this. So I was asked to be on survivor 
Whoa. So yeah, long time ago, back when Survivor first came out, I went and auditioned and I made it to the to the final call. I can see you on there. Yeah, thank you. Uh I got to the point. Did you have worn a short shirt or you went shirtless all the time? I was shirtless the whole time. You would have been shirtless the whole time. <laughs> so I got to the to the final cut. Say I didn't make the final final cut. So okay. I, I didn't make it. Well, they called me back for the next year's episode. Case in point, they brought me in and they said, Hey, you know, we know you got to the final stages of the first episode. We want you to be in Survivor Australia, yeah, whatever. And uh, this, this, and this. But we, this is what they said. They said, We need you to be more controversial in your religious views. Oh. And I, and I said, Well, what do you mean? And they said, Well, we need you to be, you know, anti-gay we need you to be oh you know gosh. hardcore republican I had a fucking rock <laughs> and i was like well for me you know i have a reputation and i'm like fuck no they said they they, they said this to me they said you're not controversial enough yeah you're you and at this time i'm not even that i'm not i was more religious then i'm definitely not religious yeah. now I'm more spiritual but at that time you know, I was just a, a very uh, progressive kind of Christian person. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't controversial yeah. because I, I loved gays and I supported gay marriage. And like, no, we can't have you supporting gay marriage. We need you to be anti. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go on <laughs> national fucking TV and right. be somebody I'm not. So right. I turned him down. I said, no, yeah. I'm not coming on your fucking show. I don't give a shit about fame especially if I'm going to be misrepresented. So I didn't right. do it. Good you know? for you. So, Good so I you. think, well, thank you. But I think part of it is Was this. there money? Cause I'm not going to say, well, I mean, you know, the sad thing is here's what's sad. Steve here's what's sad is no, it no, would have, he has a soul. That's right. <laughs> I don't, Honestly, what, my card yet. You know, <laughs> now all these, all these years passed. I think what I view it now, all these years past, I look at it as, it would have pigeonholed me. What would have happened is if I would have done that, I could have been, I'd have been on TBN, the praise the Lord program. Like I'd have been, I would have been on Jerry Falwell's show. Right. Yeah. A huge audience. I would have had a huge audience on Think, that okay. side, but it would have no, been misrepresenting no. me. You played yeah. the fucking short game. You can have a huge audience on that side, play that for like two to five years, start a fucking mega church, fucking go <laughs> on that fucking channel where, you know, you buy the big mansion in Tennessee, but yeah. you have the fucking <laughs> online cable church and then just go i was wrong and then fucking sell out to e-news and all that for fucking interviews right and exclusives oh and shit you i didn't think the, about that play you played the fucking short game <laughs> when did i tell and then you could have had this beautiful like coming like plain markets back to normal moment yeah, yeah. I mean, plain markets how many times did i tell you i when was comes, wrong when it comes to making money there's no ethics Interesting. We buy weed stocks, we buy prison stocks, we buy gambling <laughs> stocks, we buy fish stocks. Quit fucking playing amateur oh, games. Right I too. love it. That's so funny. I you know it's, it's funny. I I actually never really thought of it from that perspective. Makes I money. looked at it as a hindrance. I looked at it as I'm gonna pigeonhole myself. I'm gonna be quote yeah. 15 minutes of fame as a right wing Bible thumper fucking fundamentalist. 
And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that. And just think about it. You could have relieved your morals by being like, I'll play the coming back into the moderation Ex and not being a dickhead fucking game and inspire other dickheads. Timmy had to dickheads. stick to his values. I know. I'm fucking yeah. disappointed. And, <laughs> and, and if you would have played that brand, you know, coming back to it, you wonder if people would have come oh, back and yeah. said, you know what? I'm going to cancel my wedding now with you because that's not the kind of pastor that I, that I wanted to be, you know, and you'd right. be like, wait, that was just a persona yeah. that, you know, it's like, oh, it so you sold your soul. You know what I mean? Like right. you could easily see how that could happen. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that has happened in our society a lot today. Right. Is oh, that yeah. people have made a stand on certain things and then, and now they're, they're being canceled. Yeah. Yeah. The cancel culture. Now, can you explain really what that is? I'll be honest with you. I I'm familiar with it, but I'm not super familiar with what so, that is. So the cancel culture, my understanding of it is that basically if someone who's in like a, as a, as a job or whatever that's dependent upon advertisers or being public facing if they're canceled then that means they did something egregious or whatever in the eyes of the in the eyes of the public and as a result they'll lose all their sponsorships or all their money and their platform so to speak so the woman that was in the park at in New York that freaked out about the guy right, and her yeah. dog she got fired. Exactly. That's canceled. That's culture, slightly right? no, different. That's no, slightly no, different. No, it's no. it's like what's his name? The Missouri uh, Holly. It, this one's a little different too. But it, okay. it's Holly. He he. You know he he took a lot of flack for um, protesting the the vote. Whatever they did, you know. And he basically said, you know, we need to you know relook at this and all this. When 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 after the Capitol had been trying, you know, a lot of people were saying like, okay, it's gone too far. Well, he's writing a book with Random House or somebody. And and right after then, they didn't like that, and Random House canceled his con his contract. We're, we're not going to publish your book any longer. Oh. And so, again, he's taken a stand on something that he believes in that he previously had a contract or an obligation that they were working together. They were going to, you know, people going to, Ivanka Trump's going to go speak at a, a college or something. Right. Then it comes out that she makes some sort of position on something that they don't agree with, so and they then they cancel, cancel it. it. And same oh. thing, Holly. You know they didn't like the way Holly handled himself in that moment. They're not going to publish his book right now. But to me, it comes back to what we were saying earlier. I mean, businesses have an obligation to protect their own brand, and but it's such a fine line. Well, the thing is, is it, their businesses have the right to free association. You know, if, if I don't want somebody projecting a certain image of my company, I have every right to quit paying them <laughs> right, right. and tell them they don't work for me anymore. You know, I mean, there are exceptions in California. You can't fire them for political speech and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, in most states, if they're representing on a platform that could be said to be representing your company, you know, and the problem is, is, you know, you look at um, the recent events at the Capitol. And people getting on there and they're doxing the people that were at the Capitol. All right. Yeah. Would I want my company published in the, in the paper or the online saying, you know, WHP employee, janky employee or, you know, whatever is you know, <laughs> seen here kicking out the windows of the Capitol. Right. Stealing Pelosi's and, fucking and, and based yeah, on what that, Steve just that, said, that he's going to come back and try to write a contract to fix it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 
in that kind of conspiracy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, Wait, know, it was your guy who burned the place down. <laughs> now you want us to run it. Oh, you. <laughs> At that point, they have to prove he was on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nice capital he got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> right. We're right. the insurance industry. Oh, <laughs> <people> whiskey. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so that helps me understand the cancel culture a little right. bit better. Because I think like the ex like the extreme side of that is when you do what's like you make one like slightly off color tweet or whatever fifteen years ago. Yeah. Right. And then there's like a swarm of people who I don't like you. that. I don't right. either. I've said some shit that Oh yeah. If it was recorded It'd be worse than grab right. her by the pussy. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I've, said, I, I've said some shit that like, if that was recorded. All right. So glad Facebook did not exist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Good no, God. Yeah. I think there should be a cap on that. I would have one that. Facebook friend if yeah. <laughs> Facebook existed. That, that actually brings up a really good point. Cause I, I don't think like, I don't think Lance should be held accountable for some fucking thing that he said in college. Especially if he, like, he changed his mind since then. Right. Exactly. That's the, yeah, if you still hold that position, that's one thing. Right. If you're like, yeah, I still, whatever. Right. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> but if you're like, yeah, I mean, I said that was fucking 19. I mean, think about how many pro professional athletes that happens to. I mean, oh, they yeah. go back in there and they cut their contract. The Chiefs don't want to be, or whoever, you know, the Browns or the Royals oh. or whoever, they don't want to be associated with with that person based on something the kid said he was 16, yeah. you know, well, and it, we all know yeah. what 16 year old minds are like. And politicians too. I mean, I, I, oh. I really fucking hate to say politicians too, because I think they're all soulless bastards, but there was talk about Biden speaking out at a politician's funeral and he used to be affiliated with the KKK and you know, Ooh. dude absolutely used to be affiliated with the KKK. He absolutely did. But he changed his mind yeah. and spent the next 50 uh, years of his life fighting for civil rights. Right. You know, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I don't like either candidate. But as soon as I saw that story, it pissed me off. Because if there was if there was there's I can think of like four or five cases and in, in, that I can recall in my living memory where a politician. Well, this was not my living memory because I'm not that old. And I'm going to look the guy's name up because, you know, dude deserves it. But he, he said I was fucking wrong. You know, and he fought against everything that he stood for before. He said, yeah. you know what? Joining the KKK in my region was what we did. It was how we gained popularity. And I did it for that. And I was around. And I think he hired the first, like, the first black female congressional staffer, the first black congressional staffer. I mean, the dude, like, the NAACP memorialized him. And they're attacking Biden for speaking at his funeral. I mean, if there's very few politicians in the 20th century, I have a lot of respect for. And this was one of them. Yeah. You know, right. But yeah, but he said it. And, you know, he was he was in the KKK. So, I mean, the fact checkers were like, yeah, he, he was. And, you know, and everyone was like, oh, my God, he was. But it was like, yeah, when he was 20, the dude's like 90 when he died. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, a lot of change. A lot of the issues with cancer culture, like in instances like that is people attack people without nuance like what you just described like they don't yeah. take into consideration they just say kkk right. instantly attack and they right. cancel the person right and what's really interesting is a lot of people who do the canceling they don't really contribute in any other way themselves right what do you mean by that so i mean let's say for example someone like ousted that politician for being a kkk I mean, how much have they donated to the NAACP? What have they done themselves? 
other than tear other people down. Yeah. I think that's one of the more insidious, like as far as like free speech is concerned, like what are you, yeah, you can say no to all these things. No to this guy. No, this guy, like, but what are you, what have you said? Yes to exactly. Like, (laughs) what are you bringing to the table? What are you saying? Yes to. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the problem. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I forget what Joe Rogan talked about this. I can't remember, but it's the people that just fucking sit all day online and just Mm -hmm. make shit. Trolls. 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 That's what it is. Yeah. Fucking trolls. I, you know, I have no fame, but I get trolls that I'll post something on Facebook and someone will get on there and go, where's your mask? And I'm like, I was on the beach alone, you fucker. You know what I mean? It's like, sorry to me. You. Sorry to me. I was wrong. Yeah. Well, and here's what's funny. I'm thinking about all this cancel culture and removing people. I instantly, you know what I do when I get a comment like that? Fucking delete it. And I block that motherfucker. I don't even respond. Do I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. So, you know what it makes me what if, what if that? What if she's yeah. hot? Hey, listen, I'll wear a mask. <laughs> I'll wear a condom. People blocked on Facebook and they're both the same person. Yeah, so, yeah, no shit. That's a fucking story right there, Steve. So, we'll talk about that in a minute. Well, let's not. <laughs> but back to your point about cancel culture and, and at what point, this is a good fucking conversation. And the alcohol is kicking in. I normally don't, don't drink. I need to smoke a little weed probably to calm me down. There's more. So, <laughs> but the cancel culture, yeah, how far do you go back? Because I heard a story recently. I was, I was listening to NPR, which I typically like NPR. I was listening to NPR, and they talked about this guy that was guilty of doing some shitty shit with women, whatever it was, you know. Like whatever, whatever he was doing, I don't remember specifically, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't like over the, t- he didn't like rape them, but definitely did some inappropriate stuff. He right? crossed the line. He crossed yeah. the line. The, he got caught. He got in trouble. He lost his job. Da, 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 da. Then he wrote a book, whatever. And there was this cancel culture that was really attacking him. And it was like, it was like 10 years ago. He went to counseling. He was sorry legitimately, and it wasn't just sorry because he lost his influence. I mean, he was, you could, I I saw an interview with him, and I'm like, this dude, he saw the error of his ways. But the fucking cancel culture was like, bury that motherfucker. It's like, it's almost like, uh, who's the golfer that slept with all those women in Tiger Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. It's like, okay, so he did what he did. He's still a great golfer, he's a good dude. He went to therapy to work on his fucking childhood issues, his trauma, his inner wounds. But that's not how and, branding works, though. We, you know that they're right. They're not going to want any sort of distastefulness associated with their brand. Now he's made a comeback, right? And well, and, and, exactly. and brought a lot of his sponsors yeah. back online. Well, it is a lot more intrusive than it used to be. You know, I mean, it, it, I mean, it used to be celebrities could be sleeping with half of New York, and we wouldn't know, right? Right? You know. So, I mean, I think there's a lot more pressure on, oh, God, I'm trying to think, to, on pop culture, kind of. I'm not going to say pop culture because pop culture would love someone that slept with half of New York. But right. th- there's a lot more. That'd be a great, great little movie. It'd <laughs> be a great weekend. <laughs> but th- there there's, a, no survivors. <laughs> th- there's a lot more pressure to be on point all the time. And anytime you're not on point, they see it. And yeah, and I think the struggle is who, who the fuck is perfect. Well, look, when it comes down to it, right? Like the hypocrisy of it, 
you know, we saw this back. I mean, this is way, I'm way dating myself here, but way back in the eighties, you know, there, there were these TV evangelists that were caught, you know, with the mm -hmm. prostitute and the fucking TV evangelist that outed one of the fucking evangelists who was seeing a prostitute later he was fucking seeing a prostitute, uh -oh. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh yeah, it's like, God it's this, bless America, man. Yeah. It's like the cancel. It's a lot of projection going on. Like I'll oh, cancel you yeah. for the thing I'm secretly doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you think, where do you guys think the, so I'm thinking of the Brett Kavanaugh uh, thing, you know, mm -hmm. and that Dr. Ford, I think was her name, you know, Again, this is something he did. Did he go to Yale way back, right? When he was in college, all this, you know, he had, no, he was the black fit, the blackface things. Another one that's interesting, right? Yes. Is them. And, and, but anyway, so he supposedly did all this. Um, whether he did or not, he was being held accountable for it many years later, right? I mean, think about what was going on. But I guess my question is are there certain positions, no matter how much time has passed, i.e. someone you're going to elect to be on the Supreme Court, which is a lifelong election, that those things still come into play, that there are lots of great lawyers and, and people that could fill that position. And so, therefore, your character throughout your entire life should come into play where other times it may not. Say he's just a local judge or something. I mean, maybe that maybe that's the level or whatever, but but there seems to be some level or positions that we should look back on and say, given the nature and the sacredness of this role, you are going to be held to a higher standard. Yeah. And Thompson, you 20, wow. 30 years ago, That's Steve doesn't like it. What are your thoughts on it? Jefferson had a lot of mixed race children and had slaves. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the thing is we can look, but they didn't see that as wrong back then though. We're holding him. We're holding him on on trial today because we see slavery is wrong. Yeah, but 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 they weren't holding. So that's a little different. No, I but feel he like. was definitely married when he had these mixed race children, and that was definitely not okay. Well, that's a good point. You yeah. know, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> edit that part out too. <laughs> <laughs> we look. We look for perfection that's not going to be found. All right. All right, we look for people as perfect as our founding fathers, all right? I mean, Hamilton, we just, everybody knows from the recent musical hit, he took a bunch of money from Puerto Rico to come to the, to go get educated and come back and help Puerto Rico. He came to, he came to the U.S., he absconded with their money, he got married, and then he banged the neighbor. And I mean, you know, the thing is, life has always been a messy moral morass for everybody, including our supreme leaders. It's just that we elevate them after they're dead. And we're looking for people who hold up to those standards and ideals and they don't fucking exist they never have but Steve, i, mean, like, I where, love you for that but like but where does the line exist though like where we can hold these people accountable like like with brett kavanaugh and with other people we've we've talked about today for those of us or not for those of us but for those of the those people who tried to make the past better like who tried to like what well, you're talking before with your that politician who mm -hmm. spent his life oh trying to do give his name real quick because i mean honestly this guy i want to you know uh robert bird robert that, bird that, that's his name. thank you robert yes. bird yeah people who try to atone for the mistakes they've made 
I feel like there's less of a resistance to cancel them as to those who like really dig in their heels like that's Brett a good point. did and his hearing yeah or whatever that's a great point like, yeah where do we draw the it, line of because like, at that point you almost feel like they're trying to justify their behavior back then a little bit even though they're trying to protect themselves now the perception is you're digging in your heels mm. and he realized in that position right that had he given in and said and it, with clinton and the I mean, Clinton's come out now, Monica right, and yeah. said, you know, I, <laughs> I, I made inappropriate choices woman. back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, he was not going to admit it because oh, he, denied, yeah. it. he yeah. denied it. So it depends it's, on your definition of did. <laughs> 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 I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Right. I always liked Clinton, actually. Which I had a lot more respect. I mean, yeah, I after at the time, you know, being uh, me a staunch Republican, which, you know, I'm not. I moved position now. But back then I thought Clinton, I was like, oh, well, he's just right out of the camp of Satan. So. I didn't listen to him that much, you know, no, but it's his wife. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but afterwards, it's like this with all people, even Democrats on the other side. You know, my my wife, she has a lot of respect for George Bush, you know, and because and, and certainly not in the you know, but when they come out of office and they become more human to us mm -hmm. and they're not trying to guard this this character that they've you know clothed themselves in that they realize that if they admit they're not going to get the position or whatever is going to be detrimental to the work that they're doing at the time. But afterwards, when it's all done and the stakes aren't as high, you almost have more respect for them. The fact that Clinton talks about the Lewinsky thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's human nature. I mean, is anybody here ever broke up with someone that they were the most horrible person in the fucking world? And then, like no. a few years later, you look back. <laughs> and we're like, all divorced. No, what are you talking about? Steve? No way. It wasn't my that fault. Really it happened. was our fault. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've gotten pretty reliable information that my ex-wife doesn't have horns. <laughs> <laughs> she she cut them off later. Yeah, yeah, you know, but but I mean, at the time when they let us down or when they don't meet our standards, it's the worst fucking thing ever. Right. But then later, when the stakes aren't so high, it's not so bad. You know, I mean. George Washington was a horrible fucking general for most of the Revolutionary War. All right. We don't remember that now because it wasn't our dad's getting shot in New York. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Clinton. You know, I mean, honestly, back then, you know, you were a Republican and he was on the other side and he was a lying motherfucker lying to Congress. I mean, at the end of the day, it came down to a blowjob. Who cares? You know, <laughs> I, I, I think for me, the the where I'm at in life and the older I've gotten, and I think this probably happens for a lot of people, you become really old. <laughs> right, right. I think I'm the old. Am I older than you? I'm 51. I, I just turned 51. Oh, okay. I just had so a birthday. I, turned, I just had a birthday last week. Oh my gosh! Happy birthday! Yeah. So I turn. I'll turn 52 this year. Okay. So I'm the elder, everybody. Yes. Okay. Ahead, hey, well, I and and it's yeah, it'd be interesting your perspective on this. Um, I've you've seen people get knocked down and you know pull themselves back up and and you in your own life you see the mistakes that you made. You just become no matter how heinous the crime or the situation, you become much more empathetic with trying to understand maybe how they feel of how they got there. Oh my God. Yes. I am 100% um, more sympathetic, empathetic, mercy, grace filled than, yeah. than ever before. The I mean, even I've if gotten. what they're doing at the moment is yeah. just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I look at the people that at the Capitol and, or, or BLM that are out burning down the streets or whatever, you know, and, would never condone or agree and think it's sure. the ex the delivery is just way off. But 
there's a side of me that just says that that's not, they got there for a reason. There's a lot of history that put them there. And, and it's the same thing, you know, I'm just way off, you know, riffing right now, but it's, it's, you know, you grow up in the church and, and you hear that homosexuality is wrong and, and it's, you know, you think you're out fighting it for the, for God's glory against evil and all this. And then you meet a homosexual and you realize that these are real people that have struggled with their, you know, sexuality and, and they've shamed themselves and, and they've, you know, they've, they've wanted to commit suicide all, you know, yeah, I mean, they lived in a culture that they, didn't, they, they didn't appreciate, yeah. you know, yeah. you cannot, I mean, how can you be a Christian or a follower of Christ and not empathize with that? But, but we just don't. And, and, it, and the more that you get into people's stories, no matter if they're, you know, surging the Capitol, burning down buildings, I don't agree with any of it or, you know, fighting for their lives from a sexuality perspective where they can't hold hands with someone that they love because they'll be, you know, thrown stones at. You just grow up thinking that people you, you gotta you gotta have empathy for those people to realize that that they came out of the womb not knowing anything just like we did and and they've struggled and and you gotta love them for that. Yeah. I have one hundred percent become so uh this isn't even proper English, but just less judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know, more understanding, That's more accepting, which is one reason why I left evangelical Christianity. I'm no longer an evangelical Christian. I've denounced that, you know, I had a coming out, if you will, uh, from from that world. And it was a, a lot around that topic because, you know, especially Lance, I, I don't know Luke and Steve's story as, as in depth, but, you know, I was an evangelical pastor for 30 years. That's crazy. People in the church and people out of the church are exactly the fucking same. Yeah. There is no difference. Divorce happens in the church, out of the church. Uh, Addictions in the church, out of the church. Assholes in the church, out of the church. Like good people in the church, out of the church. Like it's the same. People are people. And, you know, living in the culture that, that, again, that I grew up in, I saw the downfall, which we were talking about here a little bit ago, about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, that big story. Oh, yeah. Just Google that. That's a great documentary. It It is a great documentary. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. It's a great, it's a crazy story. I actually interviewed their son on my podcast, but anyway, that, that we lived in such a culture where, you know, this, the perfect marriage, then one or the other had an affair and they lost their church, lost their ministry. they they were canceled. Right. Right. So is that justified though? Right. Especially like if someone's repentant and that's the thing is right. Like, so they have this standard, you know, they're the model couple, someone fucks up, they lose everything. And I, and I think it is. Yeah. And I think it is because the conditions in which they were viewed yes. was, was fractured at that point. And at that moment, they, they need to step down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing like, as far as it comes to free speech and whatnot, um, do you think that they deserve to ever like communicate again or, or have their viewpoints ever shared? Cause a lot of times with cancel culture is they work as hard to make sure these people like never have a voice. Right. Again. That's wrong. Yeah. That's so, wrong. So I'm, what I'm really curious is like, where do you, where we draw this line? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's interesting. Luke. It's like, you know, church discipline was always, I always thought of it in this negative, you know, church discipline, you know, we're not going to have that around here. So we're going to ask, you know, you're out, Mm -hmm. but, but in seminary, they, they taught, you know, it was a new, it was like, you need to see church discipline as a, 
as a tool in the belt of spiritual formation. Now, and, and what I meant by that was you should try everything else, but in the end, if that person therefore cannot align themselves to where you think that's best for them, then the last resort is excommunication in the hopes that they will miss being with the tribe and want to come back realizing that there's the crime is so egregious or lifestyle that, and that's a completely different flip. I, and, and to finish your point, I think the key is that we should cancel culture only in a redemptive way to help people get back on a path. Restoration. Of restoration. Yeah. The, what's that scripture? I think it's in Galatians restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest you all be tempted. I mean, it's, it's, you know, someone was caught in sin or found in sin you know, to, to remove them from, from leadership for a time while they work through their shit, which, you know, guys, I mean, this is, this is, that's my story, right? That's my story. Right. Um, so we'll come back right, right back after a short commercial break. So let's, let's put a little nice little bow on this whole idea of cancel culture. So a lot of times with cancel culture, a lot of what drives it is this sense of tribalism that we see a lot with the right left or whoever and it's like oh i better check twitter before and check what i need to say before i post something otherwise i'll be executed by my tribe and my tribe is the only sense of community that i have right so i think a lot of cancel culture is derived from this lack of sense of community yeah hey tell me what i believe yeah, tell me what I believe. Make sure, make sure it's okay that I believe this. What does thing, our cult you know? believe? So I can say that. <laughs> but a lot of that comes back to, and I'll let you finish your thought. Is it's no different, right? If you're a brand or a person, we don't uh, abandon ourselves in our in in ideas from the group that we're in, friends, because it's an the group has an identity, and usually you bond together with people that think like you, and therefore you're not going to counter that and and then be you know susceptible to excommunicating or you know that that's a hard word for it. but you know yeah. then that you become it's like oh, I don't really like hanging out with Molly anymore you know she doesn't you know same thing on a brand right it's a little different but it's but the idea is the person that they had you know representing them they just no longer want to be associated with that person because it's counter to the tribal collective stories that that group has told themselves all along and right. and a lot of times you you know you when you're in a group like that you it just is self-reinforcing you know you start to believe what your friend believes because you believe in them and right. so molly shouldn't you know she can't be wrong because you know she's a christian we go to church together right um you know and so and then you don't back check it with any facts and next thing you knew you're at a party and you're saying exactly what molly did and you have no idea what you know what i mean but you believe it's true because your group thinks it's true. Right, your group thinks it's true. And the second you deviate one degree off, you're going to get annihilated by that culture. So it's so restricting free speech in that regard is so shitty when you think you can have this much power over someone. Like, I know if, if you're so worried about what you're going to say because your tribe's going to destroy you, then that's not a good place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Part of what has bothered me throughout all of the what I would call the COVID era era is just the idea of being able where you felt I can't say what I really believe. 
Like, oh, right. You know what I mean? You know, like, a mask or something. I, yeah. Right. Like, I, I can't say I think masks are fucking stupid. Yeah. Because I'll be annihilated. Right. You're, you know, you'll be associated I'll be, with I'll Trump. Be canc- right. right. Yeah. You're, you're instantly associated with Trump right. or whatever. Right. right. Or it's, it's, it's a go to. Yeah. It's not the MAGA hat you're wearing. Right. It's right. <laughs> it was sad, to me, that's so sad that you should be allowed to question what you're trying uh, to yes, yeah. even if and, it is masks or whatever yes. like i mm-hmm. could disagree yeah. or agree with you but that shouldn't give me the right to destroy you or restrict what you say just because i disagree with you but it's right. so it's, important for us to be able to put people in groups i mean financial times ran an article this week saying that everybody that bought game stock stock was a trump supporting nazi I mean, oh my god! I didn't read that. Yeah, I mean, fuck it is, them. It's so important to us to be able to put people in groups, and it's so important that the it removes that all the nuance. In, yeah, it, well, it makes it fucking easy for us, and that's what we like nowadays. Yeah, well, did, did that, you the enemy? It's like you gotta ha- you gotta make someone the enemy. Yeah, and you know what? You gotta be my enemy or my friend. There's no fucking gray area, you know. Yeah. And we've seen that extend through the entire every level of fucking society i mean how many people here at this table know somebody who quit talking to a family member over the fucking election last year i did yeah that's a lot of shit because they're both politicians they're both fucking asshats i hate every politician out there right all right but i saw it tear families apart you know and Mm -hmm. the thing is you know i mean when it comes to like canceling culture i mean yeah they're gonna do shit facebook's gonna do shit fucking apple's gonna do shit apple's gonna de-platform parlor because parlor didn't de-platform trump because facebook de-platform trump bones connected to the thigh bone the thigh bones exactly and it goes on and on we're canceling tom and fucking jerry you know? that's right why i heard they attended a rally <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know it, i mean at the end of the day though the thing is it's starting to infiltrate our daily fucking lives and that's not cool yeah right. i'll tell you what yeah steve I, I can't agree more and i posted this on facebook and i can't believe lance commented on this because he read it i made a comment whenever biden was finally elected president it was official i made a post and said you know what i believe in supporting the president da, 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 you know i think it's important i said when trump was president i supported him now he's not i support biden da, 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 right so trying to fucking right actually speak my mind but also just because i'm a middle of the, down the middle of the road guy right yeah. still they people couldn't. were like i'm not gonna support a fucking nazi <laughs> right biden's <laughs> a nazi blah blah right. blah blah, blah. All, i'm like oh my god i forget which saying, one's a nazi it's like when all you're <laughs> when all you're saying is like i hope this country goes well regardless of who's in office Absolutely. that's not fucking good enough i mean look right. at after the election dude there's an entire secondary backlash from the left about let's hunt the motherfuckers that didn't support us you know and i mean people have been listening to this podcast know that like i hate everybody that ran for fucking president I, last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if i could have voted for anybody else i fucking would have yeah. but i mean it just disgusted me yeah. You know, because like after the election, like it's like, yay, your side won. And it wasn't like, yay, we won. Let's celebrate. It's What's like the problem. Yay. Let's hunt the other people now. You know, <laughs> give it the fuck up. All right. Talk yeah. to your fucking crazy uncle fucking Walt that talks crazy at fucking Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what? Because yeah. we've all been fucking wrong before. Right. You know, and that's what cancel culture is about. It's about erasing the parts of our culture that are fucking wrong. And we can actually learn from those parts of our fucking culture. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm so, 
I don't, I didn't remove anyone from my friendship list, regardless of who they fucking voted for. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck who you voted for. I like you. You're a good person. We get along. So you're for masks. So you're against yeah. masks. For your, you're a, for abortion. You're not a for abortion. I don't care. Yeah, we've lost the whole. Yeah, you know, having diversity of thought in our conversations. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, I mean, you you're not really that great of a thinker if you've not gone through life a lot to realize that we will think ourselves into a bad place pretty quickly if you don't have somebody that can kind of head you off at the pass and correct you or refine your position a little bit. Yeah, and then we get pissed off when Facebook moderates that shit for us, but we're self-moderating ourselves, you know? Whoa, that's a good point. <laughs> that's actually yeah. a really good point. I mean, fuck it. Mark Zuckerberg does better than I do. He's got their fucking internet search history. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so any final kind of final thoughts on that before we switch gears and get into the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Um, so, cancel culture or uh, you know First Amendment rights censorship? What do you what do you guys think? I, I like the, the redemption thought. You know, I mean, hello, I fall in that camp, right? Of, of we all do failing, you know, and and mm -hmm. being brought back and and whatever. Um, I think I think the one saving grace in my particular situation is that, that I've always taught grace. I've always taught mercy. I've always taught forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I, I never judged anybody in my circles, you know, for that kind of stuff. You know, I was always about restoration about, Hey, I believe in you. Yeah. You made a mistake. That's fine. You're, you know what I mean? So I mm -hmm. think the people that I know then extended me that kind of same grace, you know, kind you of the karma thing, it. you know? So, so I think adding to that, I guess my final point would be it's okay to be wrong. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay to have a conversation with someone who disagrees with you without having it be this horrible fight, you know, me versus them. It can be like a beautiful learning opportunity. I think a lot of that nuance um, is lost when we forgo having a dialogue and just scream as loud as we can. So I guess for my parting thought is think critically like why you think what you think right yeah and, and and to piggyback on that i think i think your your point is spot on and as you were saying that i thought the your disposition is incredibly important when that's the like if you go in and you you just are going to be combative or you know what i mean but how you handle yourself in those situations is the key to it all i mean if you have this posture of humility and you're willing to listen it doesn't mean that you're accept. It's like we, it's like we feel like if we don't counter it and argue our way out of it, that that we've accepted that other person's position in some way, and that's just not true, right? It's like, but but if you know how we conduct ourselves is so incredibly important in these conversations, and and but we don't, we go in with a very you know very hard, uh, combative spirit, and that usually turns out bad. And the thing is, I think that I've come to a position in my life where I realize I could be wrong. That's oh okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Actually, that's and right. I love that. Cancel the fuck out of yeah. you. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure you never get a it's dime like, from this podcast. <laughs> and that's, I think, that's been yeah, a very helpful, Spotify. a very, a very helpful position position for me to realize that I have moved positions. I have thought things were right, and now I think no, that's wrong. Or you know, I've changed. Yeah, uh, I've evolved. Is what I say. I've, I've evolved. And what I believed five years ago, I don't, I don't believe today or what I believed 10 years ago. I don't necessarily believe today. And I've, I've grown and I've developed and I've learned and, and I, 
even now with where my positions are on things is I could be wrong yeah. and, and I'm not going to, to you know, die on the hill and then be like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I died on the wrong hill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. No matter so, what hill you die on, you're dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Steve, any closing thoughts on, on cancer cult, cancel culture or free speech or, Oh my God, a lot of them, but you know, we're only doing one show on it. So, <laughs> but you know, there's four tenants that I really try to meditate on and keep in mind every fucking day of my life, you know, cause when I, when I went through my like spiritual journey after my divorce, you know, the people that helped me said there's four tenants of Buddhism or the four tenants of Steve, you know, number one is most people try to be good people. All right. Number two is Good is typically relative by the point of view in which we see the world, in which we frame our outward look, you know. Number three is I'm probably fucking wrong about some shit. Right. Yeah, it's not that I might be wrong. I'm probably fucking wrong. Right. That's fucking cool, though, because, you know, and number four is since I'm probably fucking wrong and they're probably trying to be a good people, I should just love people as I find them. Wow. Mm. Love. Yeah. Yeah, good. Can we drop the mic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So great, great word, Steve. Yeah. So let's let's tra- take a little transition here to what's coming up this weekend, boys. Well, don't say the ooh, word. Ooh, we'll get fined. <laughs> we'll a very it. large football game. All right. <laughs> the Super Bowl. So yeah, the 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 we're here in Kansas City. That's where we're recording from. Actually, we're recording from the Country Club Plaza. Um. Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, the two team members that only ones that I know. Wait, no, Hill. Always <laughs> well, tapped me out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the fun part about this conversation, I'm just so interested where this is going to go because I, people always ask me, man, you, you, you know, what about this and his, his, his stats and his, this? And I'm like, dude, I Nerd. don't know shit. I'm like, don't fucking ask me to join your fucking fantasy league i'm not into that shit i watch one or two chiefs games through the whole season i keep a little bit up to date because of the chiefs i'm for the chiefs Mm -hmm. i definitely because we made it to the playoffs i'm watching the playoffs as you know i missed a game or two but i'm watching them well, now, of course, like, I watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is how big of a fan he is. I've missed a game or two, which was all the playoff <laughs> games we've had. <laughs> we only played two. Now we're in the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, so you, you missed all the playoffs. You're saying. <laughs> How about the last playoff game, and that's it for the season. That's for me. I'll it. Be honest, oh. I got to tap out. Steve, <laughs> Steve's tapping out. So <laughs> the Super Bowl I'm watching. Timmy, how many times are we going to have to cancel you throughout this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the fucking button? Oh, <laughs> right. my God. Okay. So I, my very first like NFL game that I saw start to finish was the last Super Bowl in the middle of Power and Light. What? Shit. <laughs> All right, Lance, oh, what do you my got? Gosh. <laughs> oh, you guys are sorry. This section might be short. Man, <laughs> take your man cards in the middle of the table now. Oh shit! Oh. Hey, wait, wait. This coming, this coming from a guy who's like, back when I was in grad school, people begged me to join their fantasy league, so I. Just was essentially a bench warmer. So I, <laughs> so I made my team, and like I had no idea like how to swap players out, how fantasy yeah. football even works. I even beat some people in some games. 
without even doing anything. Dude, I won the in, I won the March Madness bracket at my office like three years in a row by just having my kids pick. <laughs> <laughs> so like, who's the mascot for these people? <laughs> like, awesome. go. But talking about like having the energy of a room, like holy shit, being in power, like I get it, like the mm-hmm. connection with people. Yeah. It's like seeing the it's fireworks, electric. seeing the the town literally being painted red mm-hmm. after the Chiefs game was incredible. It was like, oh, like growing up, seeing my dad yell at the TV at sports. I'm right. like, oh, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. This is actually a blast. So I am super stoked. Yeah. See, I think the Chiefs are going to win just because Patrick Mahomes won the last Super Bowl with the Chiefs. So, yeah. Yeah. What are, right, you, are, you, are you a big, are you a big sports fan? Oh, yes. All kinds of sports. Oh, you, oh, play, yeah. you play fantasy football? No, shit? I don't. I, I've done the fantasy, but it's like you want to talk about fantasy football, even if you like it, it's like doing GME. You got to you got to watch it all the time if you're going to. I mean, you can set your roster and and be done with it, but sure. you need to study a little bit and and to win. You've got to kind of be on the inside. It's like stocks, right? Like, do you win money in fantasy football? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Really good with oh, numbers. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can win big money in it, but you've got to you got to have to you got to pick up a, a you know somebody that's a little bit unknown, and you need. I mean, it's lots to. You've got to you got to understand. If you're really doing your due diligence, you're looking at what's the defense of the other team that my team is playing. You know, is the running back that I have does he play well on a four three? defense or you know what i mean and he's are they weak against the run and i've got a strong you know so i'm gonna pick up i mean there's so it's just i don't have time for it and it just becomes way too stressful at that moment for me so the fantasy football which i don't understand right i don't i don't get other fantasy teams well, so, you yeah, go. Your, your the, team can be comprised of team. Yeah, like, you, you positions of all. Like, yeah, you can have Patrick as your quarterback. You pick, you, you, have, you pick a team as a defense. So you have the new New uh, England Patriots defense. Okay, but on offense, you pick uh, a running back. You pick a quarterback, and you pick wide receivers from anybody. Anybody. You go through a draft with your buddies. So, so you may you, have a Bengals guy. You may have a Chiefs player, and you may have a Cowboys all on your team. And then when you get to the game day, then those people all play, right? And you got to watch the roster to make sure your guy's not hurt or he's not going to play. And, or if your team, if if you've got a wide receiver for the Cowboys and the Cowboys have a bye and you don't replace your guy, then you got a guy in there that's not playing anyone. So yeah. so it's you can see it's just it gets so complicated. Yeah, I, that's Luke, what you were Luke doing. Did the I hand am, over the head like that's I way over my so head. Lost so right the, now. But so the, so the reality is what you're good. doing is. You're you're basing it on their stats is how your team's doing. So exactly. if, if the quarterback oh. that you've picked for your fantasy right. throws football three team, touchdowns, you get twenty one points. Touch, right. Plus like a you get a strategy game. It's yes. Strategy. Yeah. Plus you get points yes. for how many yards he has, and and at the end you to- tally. You're pl- you and I, Luke, are playing each other that week. They and then I get two. I got two hundred twelve points. You got one hundred eighty. Well, I won the game that day. Yeah. And it's all based on how your players on you picked. How they, they do. performed that day. Yeah, I would have done way better in grad school than in this fantasy league. <laughs> yes. It. Oh, yeah. it's a total numbers thing. Yeah. Look at its stats and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's wait, 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 wait. I've spent like the last four days trying to explain to you how I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is why you got to use terms that I like. Remember when we were with the stock club? Terms. Remember when we were with the stock club and you were, you were saying something about it's when the news comes out and the riffraff and I said it's like swiping on Tinder and you get all excited about them. But then when you meet them that day, it's like, you got to use some terms that I know, Steve. My so son ch- got it in like two days. You want to hear something funny? This is funny as shit. You guys are going to love this. All right. My son, my 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 oldest son, 
His name is Andrew Reed. All right. My oh. wife picked it out when I was on the road. I came home and she was like, I, I, I picked a name, you know, because she was asking me, like, can we pick a name? Uh-huh. And she had like all these like Indian names. I was like, I, let's talk about it when I get home. And she's like, I picked a name. We're going to call him Andrew Reed. And I was like, I swear to God, that's a football coach. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, no one's ever going to notice. <laughs> Except that that's the greatest coach of all time. Right. Right. No one will know. So crazy. I don't know if you guys know this. So Andy Reid literally lives like, like, oh, right yeah. here. Yeah. Just like I could, I've walked by his house multiple times. The other one lives in Mission. Yeah. I was saying, yeah. Then Patrick Mahomes lives just like, yeah, right up the street mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I got a good Tyreek story. Um, when I was living in the, some apartments, uh, um, out south, the Corbin Park, and, and, and I didn't know who Tyreek was. And my son, he was playing basketball. And of course, we had a community basketball thing. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice complex. And and Abram would be out there, and and I'd be go for a run, and and he'd be other shooting. And I saw this older black gentleman uh, shooting, you know, baskets with Abram, and and I was like, you know, okay, fine. And and then, um, you know, a couple of days later, I didn't think anything of it. And then a couple of days later, you know, I was out driving by, and I looked over there, and and then uh, once again, I I saw uh, I saw this you know gentleman shooting at baskets with my son again, and so. I was like, I was out for a run that time. So I ended up going over there and, and I was like, Hey, what's going on? And this guy had like an athleticism to him, but, but he was older. He was probably 60 to 65, you know, but I mean, he was hitting jump shots. And I mean, you know, you could, I was just like, so I was like, Hey, I was like, guys, you played and it's cool, huh? And he was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and this wasn't Tyreek. And, oh, and he said, uh, he's like, Oh yeah. And, and, and I was like, all right. He's like, and he's, and he's kind of mentoring Abram, you know, and he's like, oh, you got a good shot. No, you, you know, I just tell he'd been around sports and anything. And I said, so I was like, what, how'd you come up here? I mean, he's like, oh, the only reason we're up here is because of Tyreek. And I was like, Tyreek. I was like, it, but it just, for some reason, it made me think Chiefs, you know, because a couple of them players live there. Yeah. And I was like, Tyreek. And so he's like, yeah, you know, and, and so it, well, it turns out it's Tyreek's dad, who's, who's really his grandpa and grandma, because Tyreek's parents gave him up for adoption to his grandma and grandpa and they and his p- grandparents have raised you can go on tiktok and follow tyreek and the grandpa's always in the background and everything yeah. he calls them mom and dad but that's what it is but it was just uh and so you know we were out there shooting tyreek we were shooting baskets with tyreek's dad oh, you know cool. and and um he asked Abram one day it was like you know he's like i said uh where you been and he was like oh tyreek's dad asked me if i could go move a dresser for him and i was <laughs> like oh. so then abram's working at tire uh, target you know a few months later or something and and he's like tyreek came through my line and i was like did you tell him you're shooting baskets with his dad and he's like no and i'm like Dude, you had an in with him. You could have been like at court. He would have been like, "Oh yeah," you know. But uh, anyway, so it was just you know, it was a little backstory on. So, on, I, I uh, met, uh, so similar story. I was out in Olathe when I lived out in Olathe with, with the fam years ago, um, doing an, an evening walk with the the ex and whatever. And there was this really tall, large dude in this backyard, and someone goes, "Dude, I think that's Tony Gonzalez." And I'm like no shit. That's Tony Gonzalez, like number 88 for the chiefs. And I go, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And so, um, the person with me goes, yo, Tony. And he turns around and he goes, Hey, what's up? Yeah. And like, Oh, and so my f- friend ran over, I said, my cousin Madison. She ran over like, Hey, can I, uh-huh. can I you know, get a picture with you, whatever. And, like, yeah. Yeah. and he was super cool. Yeah. Super real oh, gracious. Bet, yeah. So he was at the house of a former hunter ah. a retired punter okay. that lived in our neighborhood at the time which is not a, a neighborhood that's 
worthy of whatever, but it was a modest neighborhood. Well, anyway, a puncher. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And and so the punter was just friends with, with Tony Gonzalez. But so you guys, everybody listening oh. by online can't see what I have, but I have a Chiefs autographed ball by the entire squad of 2016. And Timmy was so smart that I put the display case in the window seal. And so all the signatures <laughs> are faded. faded. I can still see some. Yeah. You can see, you can see the ones where the sun was at and where yep. they weren't. Yeah, you can it looks kind of talk about it. Did he get that from Tom Brady? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is. This is there an official is. Tom Brady ball. That's why it's not up to code. Yeah. So, like, I think Hill Hill is on here. Um, anyway, there's there's several. I think. When did, did for those know? of you listening, Timmy just flexed on all of us, right? Now. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. So this this ball is uh, would have been worth some money had I not left it in the windowsill. But the signatures are still there. They're very faded. It looks like someone used like a light brown. Uh, Sharpie pen. Um, but so, anyway, so yeah. we have a, my dad has a ball just almost like that signed by all the 1969 chiefs. Oh, yeah. When so did we win the Super Bowl? It was 69. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, okay. Yeah. And I was like, how did you get that? And, and of course in today's world, I think you did this online. You had a baseball or something, right? They, they want to have all this authenticity. So it's not, you think something like that would be worth a lot of money, but it, we don't have any of that. But I said, how did you, get this dad and he said he had a friend who worked in a hotel and all the chiefs stayed there and the guy said if you'll give me a ball they all come up to the front day to get the the their keys i'll just have them sign the ball and sure enough he did and so we've got a uh football that's you know got a, all the signatures of the 69 chiefs See, my yeah, parents really had cool. one from back in the day of Derek thomas and stuff oh yeah oh. yeah back when you know like the last time the chiefs were good I think, yeah you know? <laughs> yeah because we won the super bowl in 69 Right. And then won it in 20. Last year. 20. Right. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. now this year we'll yeah. hopefully win it. But then we also used to have a baseball growing up with the Kansas City Monarchs. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah. And I, I don't know what the connection was, but my grandfather did some coaching with him or something. It was, it was enough that when uh, I got, I went to a deal that they were having where they were signing deals and, uh, they asked, uh, you know, Buck O'Neill was there, and you could walk around. He was back when baseball was still a thing. <laughs> well, I guess it was yeah. a couple of years ago. It was, the, yeah. you know, but I really never followed baseball much. After you remember the Royals in the early nineties, though. I mean, oh yeah, nineteen eighty-five is yeah. when I was really big. Yeah, into and so them. anytime the Royals had a deal, you go through and you get your things signed. And Buck O'Neill was at one, and I remember I introduced myself, you know, because I was just a little kid, and you know, of course, you got to use your full name whenever someone that old talks to you. Uh -huh. Right. And he was like, "Are you Maxwell's grandson?" And I was like. I, I don't know. <laughs> I never met my my paternal grandfa grandfather. He uh, died way before I was born. But yeah, you know my my mom confirmed that yes, yes, I was. And there's not like a lot of jankies. Deal. That's yeah, was, yeah. That probably triggered him. Like oh yeah, and half the jankies in town call themselves Yankees, and there's a huge feud. But I'm right because I'm on the one on the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little side little side note here. I didn't really think about this, but janky construction. When I told someone that, I go, yeah, janky's kind of nothing. They go, well, that's funny. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, why is that funny? I go, janky. <laughs> right. Like, right. Oh, that is fucking funny. That's why we have subsidiaries. <laughs> so, 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 speaking of football, so the, the one thing that I know about Tom Brady, besides he has a gorgeous wife, uh, outside of that, 
his deflated balls. Yes, he's got flat balls. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I, why does that matter? And what was the big thing? Is it, is there like a a standard what the ball should be at? The league provides all that. It has to be, you know, aired up to a certain pressure. Yeah. Right. And it was at 30. And I don't remember what advantage it was, but there was some, they, he had his own balls that now they they wanted to play because he could grip them better if they were a little bit little bit softer. But I mean, yeah. if you've ever held a, a regulation size football and you're a normal person, I don't have big hands. It's it's hard it's, it's, it's hard. They're yeah. large. Yeah. Yeah, that receiver can grab it better. You know. Yeah, exactly. Now, so now it, I think it's slightly different. But you, the league provides the balls for the game, but you can provide your own kicking balls. So the kicker brings out his own ball to kick. So yeah, I could be matter, wrong about they, that, but there was some rules changed on it. And but it's it's you know Deflate Gate was one of them. I mean, there's cheating in in every you know sport and league. And and to me, it's like well, how much of it? Again, this is just my ignorance, but like how much of an advantage can you really get from that? No, like, right? Like, they didn't win the game because of that. Exactly. Right. Really? Like right. that changed it that much? Right. Exactly. You know. I just remember a bunch of memes about Tom Brady having flat balls. I know. Right. <laughs> the the important course. story is there. That's right. Exactly. And since we're playing him next week, we're going to kick him in his flat balls. Well, here's the reality. <laughs> it he, won't he, hurt. He, and, and, I, and I like I, I like Tom Brady. I, I like, uh, of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Of course, I like I like him. Um, I, you know, I don't have a, some people like really hate, you know, really hate Tom Brady for whatever reason, but right. I, I the like only him. reason they hate him is because he won, he I, wins. Yeah, so, but that's the thing. It's like, if people are like, well, he's won enough. I'm like, he's fucking good. Like, I know. I mean, like and everything else yeah. we're like, you love people that rise to their, yes. their skill, but, but when they win all the time, you're like, sorry, buddy. Yeah, fuck that yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah. And he's with the, he's with the Buccaneers, right? Like, yeah. I did not know Tampa Bay had a football team. Like, right. I was like well, they have it for a lot of years. I was like, did this dude just find a random city and be like, Hey, you want to go to the fucking yeah. Super Bowl? <laughs> I, mean, like, like, I mean, how impressive that no matter what team he's on, I mean, I, it's, it's pretty impressive. I I'm so, okay, let's, let's, we got to do this because, um, there's one really official uh right. sports guy here predictions so let's 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 go around for predictions and why you guys think i won't put you on the spot i'll, I'll go with my prediction i think it's going to be like 32 24 chiefs is what my prediction of course you know i think the chiefs are going to win i think Patrick Mahomes is he, you know i i don't watch a ton of football but i've watched enough to see that the fucking kid's gifted. Like he, oh, yeah. he's unique. He's gifted. He's fun to watch. He can throw underhand, left hand, fucking yeah. throw between his legs. I don't know what the it's like he can rerun it in one direction, throw back the other direction. And you know, I grew up, I played uh seven years as a pitcher and third baseman. And so, you know, I know about throwing a ball, and that's impressive mm-hmm. the stuff that he can do um with a with a football. So um, I, I'm curious what yours, your all's prediction is of the upcoming Super Bowl. All right, so let's do the prediction. I I gave my prediction. So Luke, what do you think? All right, I think 28-14 Chiefs, but the Chiefs are going to score all their points in the last quarter, <laughs> which is typical. Gosh. They're going to like drag behind, make us all fucking shit our pants. Seriously, and then, boom. <laughs> I'll go uh, 
31 Chiefs with Butker making the last minute field goal or or the last score of the game for the Chiefs puts us up by three. Yeah, we were who knows what will happen. 34 31. You know, I feel like I have an advantage because I watched the last game, actually. Ah, <laughs> okay. And you know what? Our, it seems like our defense showed up. So I'm going to say 31. One second. I got to do some math in my head because I'm not big on football. I'm going to say 31-17. I think we're going to pounce a little hard. We're thinking. Yeah. Okay. I'll put money on it. So are you guys all watching it at home? You're watching it at Power and Light? Or what, are you, what are you guys doing? Not going to Power and Light. I don't have any plans, per se, but I'm probably going to. Ask some friends what they're doing. Okay, well, this. you can come here. I've got some people coming here. You're welcome. You and Madison? No. Maddie. Yeah. Maddie. 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 Um, yeah. So shout out to I'm Maddie out there. Shout out to Maddie. Hoo, hoo, hoo. I dedicate um, this to Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you. I hope Maddie's um, in there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, no, yeah, you guys, are, you guys are all welcome to be here if you want to. Um, just wear your mask. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, listen, I think this was a great episode. Yeah, um, I think we talked about blast. some fun stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much, Luke, for joining us for the very first time for the special episode. Happy to be here. Peckers, uh, once a month, we'll be doing this. And so if you're listening and you want to uh, join in for four guys talking shit, drinking whiskey, and I want to, we got to do it at Steve's shop so we, we can, can smoke do cigars. cigars there. I yeah. got the humidor. We, we got to do that. We're and you got to be grilling up some of those badass steaks. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Thanks for joining us tonight. La 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 la